managing challenging relationships. Today's question about a challenging relationship comes from a worker in a church. And it's timely because coming up in a few weeks time is an event at the Family Systems Institute called Managing Challenging Relationships in Ministry. So this member of a church pastoral team writes to me, I am on staff at a church and have found myself entirely done in by a congregation member. Some months back, they moved from another church. I recall at the outset thinking they were pretty full on in the way they spoke about their credentials and their knowledge and training in theology. I heard their criticisms of their previous pastor, and I was quite uncomfortable about this. However, I thought it was important to welcome him in the spirit of our faith and to welcome his family and to be open to his enthusiasm to be involved. Originally, he was full of praise for my projects. And looking back, I can see that the compliments that he gave me were exaggerated. As time has gone by, the compliments turned to corrections and then criticisms about how I've done my job. And in response, I know that I've been really annoyed and hurt and I've backed off. Then I heard rumors of him saying that I was an uncaring and evasive person and I lacked the right kind of attitude to be a pastor. I then felt guilty about my withdrawal, thinking I wasn't up to my role and the principles of caring for others. And I tried to bridge the relationship, but I found that whatever I do is open to public criticism. I now find that my mental health is pretty shaky the longer that this person is interacting at our church. Um, how do I manage this kind of challenging relationship? Well, I wonder if any of you can recognize getting caught in that kind of dynamic. And certainly it could be common in a church setting, but also in a community group. You often hear of splits in community clubs with upsets between people and some of the same patterns that this person writes about. But I think that church is especially prone to anxiously pushing for unity and togetherness too quickly, getting confused the principles of cooperatively working towards the, the same vision and purpose. That gets confused with we've got to all get along or something is and wrong with our community. We've got to all think the same. In um, a recent book publication called Bowen Theory in Christian Ministry, I wrote a chapter called Church Unity and Anxious Togetherness Forces. How can you tell the difference? And there's a lot in that chapter that relates to this particular question today, looking at when anxiety and immaturity is behind trying to get along rather than thoughtful, steady management of self. And so the key in any challenging relationship dilemma is first start looking at self, not the difficult other person. What has this pastor done to contribute 
towards this relationship becoming so difficult for him. And just recognizing the traps of this push towards unity, the first one that stands out is the fast tracking of a relationship, fast tracking of a romance towards courtship and commitment and marriage is problematic. And that's the same in a friendship and same in a community group to treat the relationship as we can work closely together without letting that develop naturally over time is a problem and can really fuel the difficult relationship that can emerge from setting those kind of expectations. Stepping back to observe in any relationship rather than anxiously trying to get things on track too early. And that would have enabled this pastor to recognize the early warning signs of criticism about a previous pastor. And just to watch out for losing ourself in these anxious relationships, this fellow starts being shaped by the reactions of the other, being very positive to praise and being overly welcoming and generous and inviting the person to step up into responsibilities before they've had some time to show their track record and whether they're responsible and what their functioning's like. And then the flip side is that avoidance of criticism, which after giving the expectation of close togetherness and then withdrawing, it just ramps up the anxiety and the reactivity. Bowen in his writings does talk about the posture of the irresponsible or narcissistic I who makes demands on others. So there is a posture in a system recognized in family systems theory of this narcissistic I, 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 me, 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 and there's an irresponsibility to it. And any of us in the certain circumstances can recognize that we can get into that posture where we become so self-focused and self-entitled and that is something to watch out for. But there are certain people with their insecurities who are particularly challenging in this level of irresponsible or narcissistic eye. So I think that's worth acknowledging and just not being surprised that that is part of a human posture in a group. And to recognize that gossip is a key indicator of immaturity in a group, of fusion in a group. And Bowen says that the fusion into the emotional system operates intensely with those who are most involved in the gossip system in a group. And I can't see that in the groups that you've been involved in, but it's a sign of regression of things going backwards when there's a lot of intense gossip going around the system. It spreads like wildfire, as has happened in this particular case example. So what does this person do about 
getting themselves back on a maturity track in this challenging relationship that has gotten out of hand. And the first thing is to recognize and admit to oneself that you've played a part in the difficult relationship. It's not all about the other person and trying to blame and change the other person and replicating the same gossip pattern of trying to get other people to agree with your view that this person is impossible is just um, adding to the maturity regression in the system, in this case, in a congregation. There may be an important role of admitting your part in this relationship without going into accommodating or accepting too much blame. So a measured kind of response such as, I acknowledge looking over what's happened in this relationship that I have unhelpfully given a false expectation of my availability. And in future, I'm committed to giving you the same investment and attention of other members of the groups that I have to be responsible for. Um, and I apologize that I have given an expectation that it's been impossible for me to maintain going forward. So I hope that... Um, you can see that that's not going to be possible for me going forward. And then the next step is to not put all the energy into trying to solve the relationship, trying to fix a relationship, any fixing effort. People lose themselves, boundaries get crossed and blurred, intensity ramps up. So the better thing to do is stay connected in a non-intense way with all key members of the groups a person relates to, that you relate to, but focus mostly on doing your job responsibly, not over-responsibly, not under-responsibly, just doing your job to the level that you've signed up for, not diverting energy into fixing the relationship, which will only fuel the intensity. Yes, call out what you see as inappropriate behaviors as they occur. Accountability in relationships is important, but not in a criticizing, attacking way, using an I message saying something like, I think that the kind of gossip and the criticism that I'm hearing is not okay for the health of our community. I'm willing to clarify the grievance policy in the church. Um, I've let our senior leadership and management committee know what I've conveyed to you, and I'm committed to moving forward for the benefit of um, the whole group and the whole effort of people, of myself doing my job responsibly going forward. Uh, don't expect in defining self when things have ramped up to this level of intensity that it will be received well. There's likely to be pushback. In fact, I guarantee there will be pushback. Um, certainly, Bowen did write about this 
effort of getting oneself out of the to get anxious togetherness forces that these forces can be so strong in maintaining status quo that even very small steps towards differentiation or maturity will be met with vigorous disapproval. And without some assistance, the differentiating one will fall back into togetherness, into togetherness to get emotional harmony back for the moment. And that's a real trap in these intense challenging relationships. That's where I do think some coaching in family systems from someone who's done the work over many years in their own life, their own family and their workplace is extremely valuable in hitting these kinds of difficulties and finding a way out of the togetherness force. So just to keep in mind that when there is anxiety, there is a push for togetherness, there's an intolerance for difference, criticisms ramp up, gossip ramps up, and it's very difficult. But this is part of being human in community, and the key is to look at what's been my part in this dynamic. I do want to finish with a little caveat that often people think that the idea of stepping out of togetherness sounds like it is being selfish and too individualistic. So I've got another quote here that I want to refer to written by Dr. Michael Kerr. And he writes that giving up some togetherness does not mean giving up emotional closeness or connection. It means that one's functioning becomes less dependent on the support and acceptance of others. So in wrapping up this little podcast, I hope that you've got some more to think about from family systems theory about dealing with challenging relationships, especially when it comes to being in community groups or faith communities where we're working alongside human beings, fellow human beings who bring their own levels of insecurity and immaturity and maturity from the families they've grown up with. There's huge variation in people's levels of insecurity, in the way in which people express that insecurity in either self-entitlement as in the case with this particular scenario, or the flip side where people are always self-doubting and putting themselves down. It's the heads and tails of a similar insecurity coin. The key is to always be honest and aware of our own immaturities, where our gaps are, where we fall into traps, of too much anxious togetherness, watch out for fast-tracking relationships just because of the original positive feel-good aspects of it. Healthy, positive, deep relationships take time for two different people in a group to get to know each other at a more realistic and deeper level to be able to work together well. 
So I'll leave that one with you. And for those of you that listen to this podcast very in the next week, I commend to you the Family Systems Institute's upcoming symposium in their ministry space, Systems in Ministry of Dealing with Challenging Relationships, Managing Self in the face of challenging relationships. 